2: This is Repco Race Control live on SNZ around Aotearoa, New Zealand and on the SEN app in Australia.
1: Good evening to you and good evening to Murph. Hey Murph, how you going buddy boy? Oh, good evening young Steve and I'm, um, I'm good. Yeah. Thursday again already though, I'm struggling
2: to... Mate, I'll tell you reading. what, my Thursday has uh, yeah. been a big Thursday, I about you, but my Thursday included, get this, going to the Hutch Wilco boat show today. Went oh, to I'm the going, boat show. I'm going I'm oh, going tomorrow. Oh, are you? Oh, because of what, for, yes, for Futura could...
1: Trailers? That's oh, well done. Good plug. Well,
2: I well I was, I had Maria, my wife, with me, and we went past and I said, "Ah, Futura Trailers. Where's Murph? He's not here. But obviously, you're going to be there tomorrow."
1: Well, today, mate, it's just you know, it's just a quiet sort of you know day. There wasn't a lot going on. There's was it's plenty people together.
2: there, mate. I tell you what, but not many women. Okay. I tell you what, it's a bloke show. It should be called the fishing show because so, so, how big's
1: the boat? How big's the boat you ordered? No, 16, no, gosh, my gosh, boats are ex- Boats are
2: expensive, man. I found it, I Riviera, saw a... R-
1: getting a river. Are you? A didn't have anything. River. I
2: I did ask about azimuth, but there were no azimuths there. Right. But there wasn't know, any azimuths. There weren't any it's azimuths.
1: Because, it's because there's not a, a big enough trucks or cranes <laughs> to be able to put one
2: in there. Because you're probably paying about three and a half million for a so two and a half million for a second hand one. I saw a second hand one for. Yeah, two and a half million. Nineteen ninety-eight model. is about about 40, about seventy feet. But two and a half million second hand? No thanks. Uh, not my cup of tea. Just to, I said. To the guy I said, "Oh, can I help you?" No, I you, said, you "No." You only
1: buy new. I only, only buy new. <laughs> yeah.
2: By daydreaming. Uh, look, we do have to talk about one thing. You sent me a photo of your baby. Your baby is out of the container. The charger. Is it? it um, sounds
1: terrible <laughs> if people don't know we're talking about a car.
2: I know, but you know, <laughs> but you know, was you know what was really cool about your text? I could see you smiling as you sent it to me. Correct. And it it is so exciting. So uh, you've seen it, but you haven't actually – have you actually been near it?
1: No. No. It's in Auckland, and I'm in Hawke's Bay, and it only got got unloaded at uh, my good friends at GT Logistics yesterday who have done an amazing job to look after my baby Mm -hmm. um, from America through to being here in New Zealand. And it got picked up this afternoon by – my mate Steve uh, Steve Neuer from Panel oh, yeah. and Paint, and he's taken it down to his workshop, and he and uh, Bryce Hilton, who Bryce did the original uh, panel work yeah. on the car uh, like 14 years ago. Wow! And um, so he, I, I got a picture sent to me today of him sitting in it. Oh he, no, you,
2: you shouldn't have let that happen. Yeah. That's that's sacrilege. No, He can.
1: He's he, oh no, my, it's not. He's he, he's such a. a those guys at Moselle's have been such a big part of the journey of this car. So, um, and that's all I've seen of it. That's all I've seen. So I don't get to see it until Sunday afternoon, about one o'clock.
2: I and am the, looking uh, forward to that. And uh, we're going to bring the cameras out and show it on Sky Speed because I think we're we're sort of invested in as much as you are. And I remember you went over there about three years ago to have a, a look around and to see what it is now. Man, uh, you are in for a treat, folks. So uh, watch Sky Speed coming soon because uh, Murph's new baby. Actually, have you given it a name yet? Are you going to give it
1: captive? It's called
2: captive. A captive?
1: Yeah. C-A-P-T-I-V. Why? That's its name. Why? Because it, because the Ring Brothers held it captive for such a long
2: <laughs> time. Dad joke. Awesome. No, true. Okay, all right. Hey, just a reminder too, we're giving away the Repco bottle drop game tonight. Uh, you can call us on 0800-150811. That's 0800-150811. Tell us, what do you think about WAU switching from Holden slash Chevrolet and heading to Ford next year for Generation 3? Okay, what do you think about WAU switching from Holden Golden slash Chevy and heading to Ford. 0800 150811. You go on the draw to win the Repco bottle drop game. Okay. Big weekend or big week so far for Louis Sharp, our little uh, next-gen driver, turns we 15. Should,
1: just, sorry, brother, to interrupt you. But you oh. should preface that by Ron Walkinshaw actually going to be on the show. Oh, yeah, I was I was going to get
2: there. I was going to get there. I was just teasing people, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I actually told people before we had the show that he was coming on anyway. So obviously you didn't have the earplugs on, but it's fine, mate. It's okay. Anyway, Louis Sharp turned 15. Murph, guess what that means? Wow. He can drive. Can go racing. He can go racing, and it's this weekend in the Rocket F4 British and Formula Four Championship. And he joins us on the line right now. G'day, Louis. How are you, mate?
3: I'm really good, thank you. how was the both for you,
2: mate. We are good. congratulations you're now legal to drive and race in the f four how how big a deal does this feel for you right now
3: oh it's, it's very exciting. I'm um, of course missing the first round due to not not turning fifteen yet, so oh, it's going to be so good we were um, we We're actually at the first race and to be honest, it was probably the most frustrating thing ever, just sitting there and having to watch and not being allowed to go drive. So, um, no, I'm really looking forward to it, and I think this weekend's going to be really good.
1: Uh, so, actually, you're going to have to fill me out on where you are this weekend, or did you already say that? I may have Brands Hatch. Properly. Brands Hatch. So, oh, what an awesome place to start your campaign in, in England. Um, is that That's on the um, the short circuit, Louis?
3: yeah so it's on the N b circuit. we do actually yep. get to race the full circuit later on in the year, so I think that's going to be pretty cool. But I think it's a great track 'cause it was the very first track I drove when we when we came over here, so I've got a little bit of experience on it. I haven't actually done it in the new car yet, so it's gonna be a little bit of a learning curve kind of a learning curve trying to figure all that out. but no, nah, it's a really good track it's um it's quite it's quite short, but it's um it doesn't have many corners but it's very technical, so I think it's going to produce some good racing.
1: Well, you're in the, um, pretty much the professional world of motorsport now over there. Uh, I mean, some of the things you must have been must be seeing and starting to understand, and, and just the big, the big wide world of of that professional side of things. What has been the biggest standout to you so far in in the short time you've been there? Albeit it's been a short time, you've had to fit in so so much. What is what's been the thing that just blows your mind the most so far?
3: Uh, I think just the the level of competition and the, I guess the professionalism around the grid um I, especially in uh, the other drivers, everyone is so close and they 're all they 're all so good so um in, in order to get that to find that edge it's it's it 's really tough uh, the top ten is not so it 's not spread out by that much so um, I think all the drivers are all really good and they 're all really equal so I think that level of um that level of racing is um, it's something a little bit different to New Zealand. Of course, we still get really good drivers in New Zealand, but I think the level of it over here in the UK is maybe a little bit a little bit better.
2: So, Louis, you must have been doing plenty of prep, both physically and testing-wise. How intense has it been since you've been over there?
3: It's been pretty full on. I haven't really had much, much time off, but it's been great. We've been doing, to be, to be honest, it's the most testing I've ever done in my life, so it, it, that's been really good. And I've been really enjoying it, um of course, Carl and are a great team, and I've learned a lot since I've been here and i think yeah, I think we're pretty prepared, pretty prepared for this weekend. um off the track though I've been doing a bit of some work down at the factory, and I guess mainly just um just training um, physical training so i've I've got a trainer now, and at least once a week we go there and um do a bit of stuff, and then every day at home, I do a little bit of um a little bit of strength and I guess conditioning um when I've got some free time.
1: Now, hey, uh, little birdie has sort of suggested that you, you've you uh, got yourself a driver coach um, and we might know who that is. Is, that, is this true? Can you tell us something about that? Um,
3: it is true. So um, luckily enough, um, I, I guess when we arrived here, we, we, weren't ha- we didn't have a driver coach and we didn't really think we needed one. But looking around the bridge, every single person has got one and it seems to really make a big difference. So um, luckily enough, We've um we've managed to get Liam Lawson to come out and help, so he's going to be here this weekend, helping out a bit. And yeah, it's going to be great having someone who's been there and he's already raced raced F four, and he's of course he's doing F two now, so he's got all that experience. I think it's going to be really great for me to um to just improve and to learn off him.
1: Are you, are you sure he's got good enough credentials to be telling telling you how to drive an F four car? I and mean, I mean, are you sure he's been around long enough to to be able to warrant being being a driver coach for for the up and coming superstar? Oh, maybe, but and <laughs> <Nah>. and <laughs> nah,
3: well, he's still he's still really young, but in his in his short career, he's done he's done really good, and of course. Of course, they get him too. I think it's going to be
1: great. <laughs> I couldn't believe. Such 50, a, it's 50. such a politically correct answer. I know, wasn't it, it just oh, as I like, here is this
2: young, it. he's 15. Oh, but no, nah, Liam's still pretty young. What's Liam's not even 20? Tw- <laughs> is Liam 20, 21 know, yet? I mean, goodness gracious me. I mean, is I this, so, yeah. this, this is cool, This is cool, man. But I suppose there are there are things that you ha- you're you away from home. You've got dad with you, which is really cool. But uh, are you fitting in schoolwork anywhere through this?
1: Nah.
3: Um, school has no. been a little bit tough. <laughs> I don't, I don't think my teachers are too happy with me, but um, I've, I've been small trying to do as
1: schmoll. much as I can. But it, it's really tough. School small.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Can can we talk we though are. about the car itself? I mean, what's it like to drive? Is it anything you haven't really driven? Sort of these, this Formula Two at all, right? So, from what you have driven, I think Formula Fords. How much harder or physically harder is this to drive?
3: Um, it, it's a little bit harder than the former Ford. It's not too different. I think the main difference is, of course, uh, this, this car has slip tyres and it's got, it's, got, um, it's got wings. So it's got a little bit of downforce and those slip tyres do make a big difference. So it has been a bit of an adjustment. Um, even going from the old F4, which I was testing when we first got here, jumping into the new car, even that's a bit of an adjustment. And also using having a halo, that's something I've never actually had before. But um, to be honest, you don't really notice it once you're out driving. But it is a little bit different, and it, it is more physical. Of course, the races are a bit longer as well, so doing like race, race runs um, in practice so far, you do start to feel the neck getting a little bit sore, or the, your arms get a little bit sore by the end of the day. But it, it's not too much different, but it has been a big adjustment, um, I guess,
1: adjusting to the new car. Yeah, hey, um, tell us a little bit about uh, a couple of your teammates. They've all already got these uh, pretty uh, serious contracts, by the sounds of it, in place with um, some pretty big teams. Just tell us uh, who they are and and um, you know what uh, who they're associated with.
3: Yeah, so we've got um, Ugo and Ollie. Of course, um, Ugo uh, being a McLaren junior, so I think um, I guess he, he's he's proved himself already. He's a very capable driver, and we've got Ollie as well, who's raced um, British F4 last year, and he also went over to the UAE early this year and did um, F4 over there. So he's um, both drivers have got a lot of experience. Um, They've both been testing with Carlin for um, for quite a while. So um, Ollie being um, a Williams junior as well, so it's great to have two teammates that are both very good because it's it's what you need. It's great to have teammates that are both very fast and at the front of the grid because it means that when we're comparing data and stuff I've got a good a good base to I, to, I guess to learn off um I guess if you didn't have any good teammates then it, it wouldn't really be that good because you won't be learning anything off them how much so it, it's great to have carry oh. on oh it, it's great to have them both um especially because in that first round at Donington, I've already proved himself of course Ugo qualifying pole and um, Ollie finished uh, on the podium a couple of times, so yeah, it's great to have them um, in the team.
2: How much pressure do you feel at fifteen to deliver?
3: Um, of course, there is a, there's always a bit of pressure, but I think um, our goal is, is um, it's to get to Formula One, and we've got a five-year plan to do that. So I think, in terms of this year, of course, we do need to do well, but it's not it's not the uh, it's not the most important thing. This year is all about getting experience and just getting a feel for the racing overseas. So I think there is is always a bit of pressure, but um, I'm I'm normally pretty good at managing it and pretty good at just, it doesn't really bother me, but um, there will be a bit of pressure there.
2: But you're quick, too. I, re- I was reading an article today about uh, Brands Hatch this weekend. You know, Alex Dunn, high-tech leads, and Ollie's second, and Ugo is fourth in the points. And, and then right down the bottom of the article, but look out, uh, there's, a, there's a quick youngster who can finally race called Louis Sharp. I mean, does that just add, add to the excitement or add to the, the pressure on the shoulders?
3: Um, I guess oh, I think there might be a little bit of the expectation from a few people. But um, we're not really expecting too much. I mean, of course, it does add to the pressure a little bit, but it doesn't really affect me. I'm not really worrying about that stuff. Going into this weekend, all, all I'm really focusing on is just doing the best I can and just trying to learn, as I guess, as much as possible.
1: Mate, how's, uh, how's it been uh, just sort of figuring out uh, the UK and England and the travel and getting around and... And uh, all that stuff I mean Is it, is it a, Are you finding it A weird country They obviously speak funny And everything But are you, are you, fit, are you Fitting in okay um, It is a little bit different. I think I think the
3: hardest thing Is living with my dad Constantly It's um yeah, I'd like to have a break From him a few times
2: <laughs> He's sitting right next to you We know He picked up the phone
3: Yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh um, oh, it, it is a little bit different of course the time difference as well being um being so big in terms of like communicating and talking with my mates it's a little bit tough but um i am I am adjusting to it well, and of course I'm staying with my auntie and it it's it's been really good uh so far and i've you know i haven't really had enough time to really properly think about think about it or I've kind of just Where been just been preparing and doing as much as I can.
2: Hey, Louis, you've forgotten to mention you miss Mum. <laughs> What's going on? Oh. <laughs> Don't yeah, worry, mate. She, I'm sure she's not
1: listening. She, actually, she won't be listening to our show. It's
2: okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Hey, mate. That's, actually, yeah. She's
3: actually, oh, I was just going to say she's actually coming over here today. She's um she's oh, flying well, yeah. here today, so I'm going to see her soon. So it's going to be great. Of course, my sister, my sister's still at home, so I do I do miss them both. But, no, nah, it's going to be really good having my mum here for my first race.
2: Brilliant, mate. We are, we are so happy and excited for you. Yeah. Uh, go well in the Roden Rocket. I think we'll call it the Roden Rocket in the <coughs> Rocket F4 Championship. Uh, go well, my friend. We'll keep an update, and you know we're going to be calling you to keep update. Now you're going, OK, pal?
1: Well done, buddy. Thank you very much.
2: There you go, Louis Sharp in the Roden F4 in the Rocket F4 Championship. Uh, it's, it's, I think that's that affiliated boat to the FI. Merv, can I just say how different it was when we talked to him about two months ago and we couldn't get a word out of him. Now listen to him. He's uh, Boy, the change is unbelievable. He is like up for it.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't really know how to explain that or, or It's what the good, mate. Oh, I know, I know. It's fantastic. I mean, he sounds incredibly confident. He sounds like he's got everything where it needs to be. All the ducks are in a row and and he's and he's prepared. You know, he doesn't sound anxious. He no, doesn't sound, although saying that I've not seen the kid ever look nervous uh, whenever we've seen him here and doing whatever he's no. been doing. So, you know, this is this is this is huge. really is. Um well done, you know. Huge thanks to David Dicker, obviously, uh, for stepping in and giving this, creating this opportunity. What, a, what an amazing, amazing man uh, he is to do that for young Louis, and and um, I don't think you will be disappointed.
2: Wow! And as Louis said in his own words, we have a five year plan to get to F one. Very cool. All right. Oh eight hundred right, one five oh eight eleven. What do you think about WAU switching from Holden and heading WAU. to f- and heading to f- what did I say? W-A-U. 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 Okay. Uh, What do you think about Walkinshaw and Trinity United (laughs) heading to Ford for Gen 3? Pud, nice of you to call the show here on SCNZ. uh, Is it Pud, not Pud? Well, it looks like Pud. Is it Pud? It's Pud. Uh, What do you think about this decision?
4: I think it's a good decision, actually. Mm -hmm. Tell us why To be fair, there's no Holden Holden or Ford anymore Anyway, I mean They've been racing Opals for the last two years You know, so I mean, it's not a true Holden It's just got a different badge on it I mean, the Mustang didn't even look like one The headlights were down around your kneecaps You know (laughs) That's
2: Uh, uh, right Are you a bleed red fan or are you a blue oval fan?
4: I'm not an anything fan To be fair, I just like good racing You know uh, yep. I've got a mate that works for Walkinshaw and Dreddy United He's worked there for years um, He worked with Murphy At um,
1: Who's that mate? Edmund, uh, Darren Tate Oh Tatey, absolutely <laughs> yep. what Of a course mate, it's Tatey. Yeah, Good mate, mate of mine um,
4: yep. You know uh, And you know really uh, it's, it's like we just want to see racing You know we don't uh, like or, uh, I myself and not concerned about what they drive at all. They've got the same bit of metal underneath them, it's just a little bit of plastic around the outside, you know?
2: And you know the interesting um, part about this, this put is that people, I think, are missing the point about Wolkenshire and United. It was actually Holden who pulled the pin on supercars for, for whatever reason, Right. Not yeah,
1: I mean, Wal- yeah. for a reason. The reasons are fairly well documented. But what,
2: what I'm saying to you is, people are missing the point. They're they're, they're blaming Walconshire. They're getting their venting their oh, frustration yeah. at Walconshire and Dreda United. If you look at their Instagram, it's amazing. But it was no, actually I yeah. I'll, I'll read you some of the comments a little bit later. Uh, and it's they're just doing what's right for them. They want factory support. They're going to get factory support from Ford. Oh, so I want to put um, comment there.
1: I mean, yeah. it, it, we just want to see we just want to see racing. We want to see great racing. You know, with with um, some sexy, good looking cars that make good noise, and let's just get at it. Compa- um, completely so I think that's really valid, and 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 people do need to look at the thing, the fact that things have changed. And yes, they WAU could have continued with that GM um, connection, worth yep. having Camaros, but that wasn't financially you know, going to benefit them. Um, obviously, well, I'd say so. And we'll get Ryan. Ryan's going to obviously have a chat to us. Uh, Wednesday about 8 o'clock tonight to, to go yep. over and, and, and talk about some of the stuff he can talk about
2: So, so Murph, just here's, here's, uh, here's just a c- couple of things off the Waltonshire yep. and Dreddy United Instagram uh, This one goes, I'm not a hater, just a red brand man Thank you for making my childhood memories awesome, but I'm done with the team I can't change, good luck Okay, they responded uh, Thanks for the ride Uh, This one, I've bled red from the age of five. Forty-eight years supporting Holden. I wish you all the best, but I'll always bleed red. Thanks for the memories. That's
1: okay. That's a good
2: comment. Do you want me to find a? Do you want me to find a? Okay. Sad day turning your back on those fans who stood by you as the true Holden racing team. I wish your team the best, but you've lost a true supporter. So what? What this says to me is simply this. And these are some of the nicer ones passion and that's the that's that's the really cool yep. thing about all
1: this passion so well, this but this is this is and this is the thing that um you know when i was living through it through through arguably well i don't know if it was people will disagree but i know how passionate the fans were through through the period that i was sort of immersed mm-hmm. pretty heavily in the holden brand and and you're right the word passion is is what it's all about i mean they're their absolute dead set commitment to the red or the blue was phenomenal. And and we were so immersed in it. You sort of didn't really sort of um, give it the kudos that it deserved or, or, or really you saw the fans, they supported you and you loved it, but you know, you just became very used to the way they went about what they did <laughs> and, and, and you got used to the fact that there was two you know, rival brands, but, now that it's we don't have it like we used to have it, and it's great that the passion is still there. I, I do not want to take that away from anyone at all. It's awesome that there's still that passion and those memories, and, but and now that we don't have that absolute dead set, hmm. you know, you know, fist against fist kind of battle anymore. I mean, it was a, it was a special time. It was a very it, very special it's time. It's got to come back, doesn't it? Have gone. I don't think it can. I don't think it will.
2: I well, really well you are basically going to have Chev versus Ford against yeah, it. Yeah, but it's
1: not it's not Holden. Holden was an Australian brand, Stephen. It yep. was Australian built yep. cars. Yep. Okay. And Falcon was an Australian built car as well, and that's what created it. That's what created the 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 incredible passion and that that rivalry. That will that we will never get back yeah. because those cars are not being manufactured in this country anymore, and that was such a significant part of it. And I I feel privileged, and I know everyone else that went through that era, every other driver that you talk to that went raced through the two thousands and even the nineties uh, and stuff. We, you know, will be will be able to recognise and understand what I think what I'm talking yeah. about. We were we were very honoured to to be a part of something that was so. So
2: incredible! Yeah, uh, wow, well, yeah, and and you were their heroes, and I think that's where they probably feel like their heroes have gone. This is I love this. This is the last line. Here's a last line um, to one of the uh, Instagram posts. It just simply says, "I can't bleed any other way but red." It's quite
1: cool. Yeah, I mean that is amazing. that really is and and good on the fans. Uh, yep. well done and I, you know there's no need to be abusive and and go down that path of of um, you know throwing rocks heavily. a lot of them sound like they are like, hey, we understand, but we we also can't continue with you being now um, a, a forward supportive team and I, I I think I understand that. I think Ryan will understand that too.
2: Got, got some work on their hands because I know they, they won't, they, you know, you try and please everybody as much as you can. 0800-150811. That's 0800-150811. Tell us what you think about Walkinshaw Andretti United going from Holden slash Opel slash Chevy uh, and heading off to Ford for the Gen 3 next year in Repco Supercars. That's 0800-150811. at the time already. It's 7.24 after the break. Murph and I are going to talk and we're going to reflect on the Miami Formula One Grand Prix. 7.29 on Repco Race Control, live on SNZ around New Zealand and in Australia on the SN app. If you want to go in to win our Repco Bottle Drop game, uh, just tell us what you think about Walkinshaw and United switching from Holden and heading to Ford. Uh, Chaufey's uh, piped up already. Murphy says, I'm the ultimate Ford, Ford fan. That, so that's cool. Oh, by the way, Tony, I've got a lovely text from Tony. Hi, Steve. And Murph, uh, Tony from Gore here, listening from the man cave. Thanks for the Repco Bathurst prize. The wife is cooking oysters tonight, so I'm in. <laughs> actually, oh actually, actually, I didn't. I didn't pre-read that. <laughs> I forgot. You didn't, did you? <laughs> yeah. uh... Oh, mate. Oh, that is broadcast 101. Read it before you actually put it to air. <laughs> that is excellent. On you, Tony. Don't want to know the details. Uh, <laughs> oh,
1: God. I got you good, bro.
2: I got me good. Uh, Formula One in Miami at the weekend, and. um. Uh, interesting to note and uh, we'll talk about the Ferrari Red Bull battle murph, but already there's been criticism i mean it, it made a loss for a start uh, they made a, they thought they were going to make money in their first year they didn't because they had to lay 30 acres of turf to cover the yeah. car park and unexpected...
1: no, 30 acres of asphalt.
2: Yeah. yeah no they said turf turf to make it more appealing oh, for oh, people oh, like uh, was... Ast- Astro turf oh okay Th- but, but 30 was, acres okay, so of it
1: but it was, done, but was um <laughs> There was the tonnage of asphalt that was laid too. It was I can't remember. it was oh, just bonkers, right? How many hundreds and or whatever thousands of tons it was of asphalt and stuff here. So anyway, but I mean, cool. it looked it looked spectacular. Looked spectacular. It. What
2: did you think of the track? Because some of the drivers have already said Murph that they actually didn't like it. They thought it was you know, too hard. But I thought that, that slow section, you know, that that really slow section to. I like
1: that. Yeah, me too. What did you make of it? I, I I thought the track was actually pretty entertaining. To be honest, I mean, I thought it was interesting. There were some incredibly fast parts, slow stuff. Um, the race was actually brought to life. I mean, it was uh, by that safety car. I mean, that, that battle between Leclerc and and um, Verstappen there towards the ends was was a was a was a genuine good battle. Really good. I mean, Verstappen held out to because uh, he had the better, the better car, the better drive on the day. But um, you know, I was actually pretty entertained. There was a fair bit of penalties going on a lot, so I think I tried to hit just about every car in the in the paddock. <laughs> he he must be watching Grosjean on an IndyCar. car. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so I no, listen, I I I, I personally, and I'm uh, pretty judgmental on these things, I actually thought it was a good result. I thought I thought um Lewis um, having more whinging was was entertaining. I thought his uh, <laughs> His, his issues with, um, you know, and and making a big issue about his jewellery was pathetic. <laughs> well, uh, again, can, I, can
2: I just ask you a question about the jewellery rule? Is that an rule. odd rule to
1: have? No, because it's um, it's actually, it's to do with, you know, when they get injured and all sorts of things and heat and get, catching fire, if they catch fire and there's there's metal on your arms, all that kind of stuff. So it's a safety, it, it's, it's, it's a genuine safety thing. It's just they haven't been monitoring it or making, uh, making a point of it for such a long time, and now, now there's a new, you know, there's some new sheriffs in town, and yeah, they uh, are good. tidying up the rules. Uh, so, uh, and he wants special treatment, which is oh. Oh, I want special treatment again <laughs> Lewis. Okay. okay, you, guys, um, you Okay. I find that guy really just uh, took, took a look at himself in the mirror. Oh, okay.
2: Hey, look, what I found interesting, though, was the speed differential uh, between Red Bull and Ferrari. We know the Red Bull's quick, quick in the street, yeah, and the Ferrari's better in the corners. But there was a lovely little shot by uh, Bonotto, the team principal Ooh. for Ferrari, who basically said... Uh, I'm actually not concerned about the Red Bull pace. I'm more concerned about the Red Bull developments with a with it within the 140 million dollar budget cap. Yeah, yeah. What do you make of um, it? I mean, a for a start, are you surprised how quickly question? Red Bull have rebounded?
1: Well, yes, no. Remember, rem- yeah, but remember what their issues were. It was reliability. Mm-hmm. Yep. It wasn't speed necessarily. Mm. I mean, it, we, I mean, we want we want to see. A battle where there's two teams toing and froing, one winning one week one another different teams winning all the way through it right um so i don't think it's about rebounding it's the fact that they're actually finishing the races now you know uh perez had an issue during the race with the power unit that they were a little bit Mm. concerned about and they had to do some tinkering on the steering wheel and they had to you know do some sending send some messages to the car or whatever they had to do (laughs) it's crazy huh it's crazy yeah um so they fixed it so they've they've had reliability issues which they seem to be on top of, more so on the weekend. Uh, or no, saying that actually, Max missed. What did he miss? Free practice, didn't he? One of the free practice sessions, yep. or whatever, with an issue yep. as well. He, he was disappointed um,
2: qualifying to what? P three yeah. qualifying. So, so
1: that's right. So there's 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 lots of challenges going on, but but the 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 cost thing will be very interesting. And they and you know they've got to put this cost cap in place. So someone better bloody be keeping a very very close eye. on Yeah. Because that will be that will be something that Formula One teams will be working to avoid and be as smart as they possibly can to try and find an advantage in some way, shape or form. They've done it forever, and they'll continue to do it. So I hope they've got some smart accountants around the place. F so p- one.
2: So what I'm happy about, I looked at the just the top ten, and to see yeah. Alex Albon get Williams another point point in tenth. Yeah. Even better, yeah. I thought, was Esteban Ocon's oh. eighth after he tried to write the car off in practice. Uh, and he didn't even qualify, so he came from the back of the field to finish eighth. And again, Valtteri, I can leave Mercedes, but I can still make as much money, have as, and good fun, and finishes seventh. I mean, it's mm. I, I, I'm beginning to look at the midfield more now, the front of the field, even though I love yeah. for, even though I am a sucker for Ferrari.
1: Uh, funny you should say that because I, I'm I'm with you. It's it's actually a bit of a mix mix up going through there. Uh, Through the through that midfield, and um, you know the Haas even has shown some speed. Obviously, uh, Mick Schumacher made an absolute blunder uh, during the race. Um, What did he? Who did he climb into? He crashed into. um...
2: Oh gosh, I can't remember. No, I can't remember, but anyway, that, so that was the shame. But was that, it, but was, was it Vettel? It was it
1: Vettel? Was it Vettel? Him and Vettel. He was, badly... it was You're absolutely right. So Seb. obviously the good, uh, the good, uh, the family friends there, um, and because Seb has sort of taken Mick under his wing a little bit, hasn't he? Mm. So that was um, that was a big mistake by by Mick, which um, which ended in tears, went down the inside of Turn One, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Break, outbreak himself and clambered into uh, into Vettel. So. Um, yeah, that was so. That was interesting. I'm, but I'm with you. The, the midfield is is pretty exciting. There's, there's plenty going on. I actually read something just uh, before that because um, Vettel was talking about great circuits in the US, and he mentioned Road America, which is just one of the most incredible, you know, uh, uh, original race circuits. Mm. And uh, Ray Hall, um, uh, I right, offered, the Rayans, yeah. offered him, yeah, offered him to come and drive an Indy car there. Now, yeah, that would be cool. I I'll think I think
2: Vettel and IndyCar time. would be like Mansell going to IndyCar. I think
1: they probably mean a test. I no, I understand that. Mean.
2: But mm-hmm. I think oh. I think the, the impact on IndyCar would be as big as when Mansell was came across. And then who came from winning an F1 championship and went straight away and won the IndyCar championship. I remember it so well. I think the impact mm-hmm. would be great. The impact, though, for Tony, who's on the line from, I think it's our oh, mate, Tony. from Gore – uh, our oyster Tony has joined uh, so obviously Tony you want to try and win again uh, what are you, uh, do you bleed red or are you blue oval and what do you think of the decision
5: well I definitely bleed red, I mean my cat's called red for a reason yep. um, but
4: <laughs> but I know that I, mean,
5: but I own two holdings, I've got yeah, Murphy's signature on my motor and my V8 but uh, besides oh. that uh, I can understand exactly why WAU have done what they've done I mean, it, it makes economic sense. They, they have to go where there is the, the possibility of them, or more of the possibility of them for, for making money in the future, and that is with what they're doing outside of, of, of racing. Uh, but not only that, I mean, you look over the last few years, we've had the Kelly brothers leave uh, the, the Holden brand and, and go across to the other brand as well, and then obviously be taken over by another brand or another team ownership. Um, but you also had Gary Rogers leave the sport completely. Um, it 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 really is. It makes not great reading for those of us that are true Red supporters. Mm. Uh, yeah. Over the past few years, there's been that many cross brand changes. But it, it comes down to what driver do you support, and regardless of what they're driving, it, it becomes a, a down to where you. Loyalty's lie for who's behind the wheel. Yeah,
2: it's, that's mm-hmm. that, that's a, that's a fair argument too, Tony. Uh, how are the oysters, by the way?
5: I haven't had them yet. They're, they're still in the deep fry.
2: Oh, she's deep, deep <laughs> I fries know. them. Okay, okay. Well, that's I, the way I like them too, uh, Tony. Yeah, right. How else do you? Oh, oh, wait, wait.
5: Wait, wait. You can go raw if you really want to go my, my raw. Dad, my dad, my
2: dad used to slurp them down <laughs> raw with a glass of white wine. I remember oh, it vividly. I, I, and oilier,
5: I, I don't I, want a bit of vinegar with them, but yeah. All right, mate. I prefer them with a bit of them.
2: <laughs> thanks, pal. Appreciate the time, as always. Don't be afraid Thanks for your comment. Yeah, yeah really, really good. All right, 0800 150811. That's 0800 150811. Uh, stick with us. We're going to talk to Hayden Pattern next. 43, this is Repco Race Control. Nothing like it, but a kiss on your Thursday evening around New Zealand and also Australia on the SEN app. Time to talk to Hayden Patton about Repco Rally. Rally fun brought to you the Mark Cromie Motor Group, brought to you also here by Motor Trade, proudly locally owned and operated. Hey Hayden Patton, how are you? Yeah, good thanks, Stephen. So, you have to do this for me and me only. Please be honest and tell Murph that he, you had trouble catching me through turns two and three in the Hyundai IN20 when we filmed that piece. Honestly. At Hampton oh, Downs. At Hampton Downs. i to
6: be here. Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> what? You said yourself you were struggling to <laughs> you catch had, me. Yeah, you had a good car under you. That was helping me, I reckon.
2: Oh, you know what? You and I, you, this, you were off my Christmas card, so I was hoping just for once, I, I tried telling Murphus and he just looked at me and said, don't be so stupid, so thanks. No. Oh,
1: yeah, you, you, were, you were lifting a rear wheel on the car, though, so it wasn't so
2: bad. Ah, there you go.
1: <laughs> really? Was that, was that because there was a jack underneath it or something,
2: or what? You know, th- th- Hayden, we, you and I need to talk. Hey, uh, how's your prep going for Rally Day?
6: Yeah, good, good. Uh, yeah, obviously been out doing uh, Ricky today, to have a look at the first, uh, first day of stages and um, yeah, roads are looking really good. Obviously, this is always a, a favourite with all the, the rally community
1: and um, yeah, looking forward to a good weekend, hopefully. And, and the weather is looking pretty good too, mate. Um, uh, so the roads got any moisture in them at all or are they going to be dusty or what's the go compared to Otago? Yeah, Uh, I think it's been quite wet here in the last few weeks, but uh, this week's been dry, and uh, the
6: conditions are looking hard and and dry and fast. Which, um, yeah, dust won't be an issue here. Um, But gravel sweeping will, so I'm almost doing a bit of rain dancing. But I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah, there'll be a bit of sweeping to do. But in saying that, it's um, you know when you're first on the road and all the rallies in New Zealand, it's it's part of what you you have to deal with. And um, I'm looking forward to the challenge, and just makes it a bit more fun, I guess, while you're, you're sliding around from ditch to ditch.
1: Hey, and is it uh, sort of a normal kind of format for the weekend? Is Friday night, tomorrow night. Special stage uh, down there. Oh, what's it called at the the park? There? At Pohy. Oh, right.
2: The super stage at Pohy, yep. is that right? Pohy Island?
6: Yep, definitely. Yeah, For the first time, uh, though, we run in, in reverse direction, which is a little bit unique oh. for us because it's been a, a number of years in the same direction. Uh, but likewise, also, Saturday and Sunday, there's a lot of stages that are reversed. Um, so it does mean it's a slightly refreshed challenge, if you like. But um. It should be a great uh, weekend of competition and um, awesome spectator spots out there for the spectators to get out and, and see the cars. Too.
2: They they really jump into it, the fans up north, don't they? They they love this rally.
6: Well, this was, I guess, you could almost say it was a, a bit of the spiritual home of um, WRC Rally New Zealand. Like this is where rally used to come north of Auckland onto the at stages, and, and that's what all the, the drivers overseas always remembered. So. You know, being that we get to enjoy this as part of a national championship uh, up here on these roads, you know, we're actually quite lucky to do. And um, I think that's why it's always a driver's favourite, anyway, because it is like a roller coaster.
1: Yeah, um, I only had a very short uh, sort of uh, time at the Monterey Rally once, and the road, the the stages that I did do, they they were just, they were, they were just stand out, phenomenal, was incredible. So, expecting a pretty exciting one this weekend. Right, so on to uh, latest on the updates for uh, you heading overseas. What's uh, where you at with all that, and uh, when's your first departure? Uh, yes, yeah, so we
6: head over the uh, end of June, um, so we're still looking at doing those same three events within WRC2, so starting with Latvia, Estonia, Finland, uh, but we're just adding in some national rallies now as well, um, just to sort of boost the seat time while we're over there. So we'll start with a, a tarmac rally in Italy um, when we first get over there, so it'll actually be I's first tarmac rally since 2017. So blow the cobwebs out and then um and some other events as well but you know for those smaller events we'll be using local teams and local cars um you know our own new zealand team and car will only be using for the the wrc side of things
2: where's the ev at by the way
6: uh it's about the camilla shed soon actually well we've finally got a hold of some parts that we've been waiting on for quite some time uh so next week uh we're back into that and getting it all repaired back out there and um Looking forward to actually bolting on a, another motor onto that. Actually, it's as simple as bolting
1: on another motor and, and give it another turn a kilowatt and uh, see what it can do.
2: <laughs> that's bonkers. Mm. Just probably, bolt, just bolt probably,
1: it on. Probably smoke some more tyres. I would have thought with that much power. But anyway, uh, that's that's <laughs> bloody good. Hey, um, now what am, what? am I should I be should I be reading anything between the lines that you're saying that you're uh, going to be going and doing a tarmac rally in Italy? I mean, I mean, what's the what, what's, what's the reasoning behind that?
6: Well, seat time uh, for one, uh, but two, yeah, we just want to make it a bit more pronounced in Europe that you know we, we're still able to drive on different surfaces and different cars and, and show a bit of versatility, if you like. So, um, you know, particularly if we're trying to look for opportunities, whether it be in one-off rallies and World Rally cars or being part of test programs or something over there, you know, we need to put ourselves in the shop window a little bit and. um these events, there is the opportunity there to do that. So, yeah, it's about just as I say, branching out and also putting ourselves outside our comfort zone helps for when we come back to do Rally New Zealand or, or the events that we're a bit more familiar with as well.
2: You say shop window, is that so? Maybe you can get a WRC One drive or for Rally New Zealand?
6: Oh, that's definitely the ultimate. We'd love to do that. But unfortunately, you know, it's it's outside our control at the moment. Um, It does come down to some people uh, overseas making a car available. So um, we'll do everything we can to try and make it possible. But um, there's not much more we can do than that at the moment.
2: All right, mate. Have a great weekend, OK? Go well, but stay safe too. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much. There you go, Hayden. Pat, brought to you by Mitre Trade. Our trade teams are here to help you get what you need when you need it. Job done. 7.49 here on Race Control, brought to you by Repco. 753 0800 150811. That's 0800 150811. Tell us what you think about the move that Walkinshaw and Dreddy United have done by going from, well, as you could break it down to Holden, Chevrolet and Opal are going to be a Ford branded team next year for the Gen 3 and Supercars Not Opal. Oh, I, was, I was just Opal. being I was being silly come on just come on well, be, be. Ha, have fun Choffy uh, you can ring us after eight, though. We're, not, we're not ignoring mate it's a busy old night so you, if you want to get in and tell us what you think about that one uh, NASCAR Joey Logano won the last round at Darlington yeah. but he won them under circumstances that uh, William Byron who he nudged on the last lap didn't like and it's still going on the question for you Murph does William Byron on. do you think he owes Lego by one byron 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 does he arm a tap
1: uh well joey's sort of suggesting that um you know he already got one from william earlier on in the race and so that was payback so listen i this is what i love hmm. about nascar is that nascar let this stuff happen and it's like okay if you want to give be prepared to have it given back. Yeah, completely. At some other some other point. And and it and it works itself out. Now, see, I mean the teams don't want to see their cars wrecked, but it's part of the expected excuse me, it's part of the expectation of NASCAR that you're going to end up with your cars wrecked at sometimes. And I mean Lagano is not concerned about it whatsoever. I mean it was a it was a move that was on. It was always going to be on. He set himself up. Um, he'd been, you know, preparing and waiting and waiting for a quite a long time. Um, to to just uh, give them the nudge they needed to do to to go ahead and win that race and and uh you know William Byron's obviously let loose afterwards and and rightfully so because that's again what makes the entertainment around uh, NASCAR and and the, and the story won't be finished there'll be more to the more to it as it um as it unfolds throughout this mega season this very very long season yeah so with you completely let's, let's on this one
2: Kansas is next this coming Monday but you so just quickly because we've got about 60 seconds left if we've got to go to a break and we have Ryan Wilkinshaw after eight o'clock um, it should be the same thing with Indy you know just hard racing's okay Graham Rayholes come out or Rayholes come out and said oh I've had 10 drivers text me saying thanks for standing up for about Grosjean's hard racing and being unfair to me boo-hoo.
1: Right. Yeah, boo-hoo. but yeah, but you can, uh, single-seater racing versus NASCAR and and and, and sedan-style racing, open-wheel racing, got to be a lot more careful because you clip a wheel. The wheels are exposed. Remember, yeah, so I know. Before the racing is very really different.
2: I know, but I still think there is room for solid racing. Anyway, Ryan Walconshaw, solid,
1: solid racing. Yeah, always.
2: fair play. Okay, so Ryan Walkinshaw coming your way after eight o'clock here on Repco Race Control. He'll talk us through the decision of going to Ford next year in Gen Three. Listen up, ring us. You could be into doing that Repco prize pack tonight here on Race Control. Just gone 8 o'clock here on SNZ and around Australia on SEN SN app. Isn't it time? Quite an appropriate song, really, when you're thinking about Ford and red and Holden and Chev And Isn't it time to make a change? Well, the change has been made by WAU. Next year, they go to the Ford Mustang. After all those years of bleeding red. And, Murph, I had a text in here on our Timber post text line, and it simply said uh, this one. Murph, would you drive a Ford at Bathurst with Richie, if your sponsor said this is what it is, it's my money. Would you drive a Ford?
1: Yeah. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I can, mate.
2: Loud oh, yeah, clear.
1: Okay. Uh, I, and clear. Okay. Absolutely, and it's not. It's got nothing to do with the history of what I've done in the sport, and that the fact that I drove for Holden for as long as I did, and they were supported me so well. You know, um, it, it. If I was offered the opportunity to do it, I can't. It's. I'm doing it for other reasons you know I've got to look beyond that if I was going to do it it's not about the fact that it's a Ford I'm not saying that Ford's better or the Mustangs better or anything like that it's it's just the car that is there and and, and available to to be used to do it and actually it was on the cards there for a little bit that it might have been a team that uh, was running Ford Mustangs mm-hmm. so um you know it didn't work out that way and but it 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 doesn't mean that all of a sudden I'm a I'm a Ford guy and a Ford lover and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. that it just it was, it would be just a tool to do the job. So you got to look at it both ways, you know. Um, and I appreciate that fans, some of them might go, ah, that's no good, Murphy. You're a holding guy through and through, and, and that's the way it should be forever. But, you know, I suppose things have moved on, and I've moved on, and, and, um, you know, I don't have a relationship with uh, with GM or or, or uh, Holden. No one does anymore because it, it, it's past, and we've all got to move on. And it is about business at the end of the
2: day. All right, well, time to uh, go to the source of all the bleed red fans, and that's uh, principal for WAU as Ryan Walkinshaw joins us again on Repco, Repco Race Control. Jeez, what is it called? Repco <laughs> <laughs> Race Control. <That> was, wow. <laughs> hey, wow. hey, Ryan, how are you, mate? Yeah, not too
7: bad, not too bad at all. A little bit
2: of but I not complain. Yeah, interesting old week for you. I, I look, we've, I've been looking at your Instagram page and the, the responses to the open letter you put out there, understanding that we're going to be a lot of upset fans. The one word that comes to mind, Ryan, is passion. Let me just read you one, because there's a lot of positives out there for your team as well. This, go, this individual goes, I've never had my heart broken, but i got a feeling this is what it feels like. Thanks for the memories for the last 30 years, but I can't follow you guys to a car manufacturer that I've hated since the day I was born. Holden is in my blood, although they are no more, it will always be in my blood. Hopefully we can win Bathurst this year in the championship so we can end the Holden era as the best Holden team ever. It says a lot about, the passion, about passion, doesn't it?
7: It does, but you wouldn't really have it any other way, right? Because um, it's uh, if, it was, if it wasn't for that passion, we wouldn't have such a fantastic sport and uh, and such a successful sport. And um, you know, we have got the best fans in the category, and I've always uh, maintained that we've 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 always had that. Um, we knew there was going to be some backlash. Obviously, there's going to be some backlash, particularly with the team that we're going, well, the manufacturer we were going to. Um, but I think the the biggest surprise that we had was actually the amount of positivity that we got out of it, because you know we. Uh, we expected the worst and planned for the worst, but the vast 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 majority of our fans, um, even if they didn't like the decision, they understood it, which is important, understanding why we had to make the change. Um, but uh, you know the amount of people that said they were going to follow us and they were coming along to uh, and they were fans of the team and, and, and not just fans of the manufacturer was, was really quite surprising and um, encouraging um, and you know we reckon there was only really about you know 10, fifteen of, of, percent of the comments that were. Um, you know, uh, genuinely angry and, and upset, but even a lot of those we've already been keeping a track of a lot of people, and um, you know their responses and their attitudes have changed over the last few days. Um, you know, now the dust has settled. So, um, you know, most of our fans follow us because of the team that we are, the drivers that we have, the values that we have, uh, how we go about running our business and our race team, um, and uh, we're pretty confident that the vast majority will, will, will continue to support us.
1: So, hey mate, um, did you? going you know before the announcement and the build up and obviously uh, doing deals and contracts and bits and pieces did you did you do any sort of research anyone do any external research about that whole part of that process and the fan expectation or, or or how you expected they might react to any of that was there was there a lot of effort put in prior to actually going down the path of of putting putting the deal in place
7: yeah, there was, and I won't go into any detail on that, but yes, we did a fair bit of due diligence um, in trying to understand uh, our demographics. We work quite heavily with various different uh, uh, media companies to understand what our, what our fan base, uh, who they are, and, 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 and trying to understand how they think. Um, and particularly as a, as a tool to be able to add value to our, to our partners and our sponsors, we invest heavily in that, in that area. Um, and a lot of sporting teams do. In fact, most sporting teams do um, in various degrees. So, yeah, we have, we've got a pretty strong understanding of our, of our core fan base. Um, and even little interesting things came out of that, for example, that we're the team in Supercars that are most followed by females uh, in the category. Um, and we're the second-highest uh, followed team for under-30s, for example. So, and some things come in, into play as well in this discussion because uh, when you look at the core fan base of, of old-school HRT, Holden, die-hard fans, uh, you know, the vast majority of them are over the age of 60, um, and they're male. Um, and so you know how we actually index with our fan base now, you know, our fan base as a team has changed dramatically from you know the early 2000s for example, when it was you know uh, probably one of the highest male uh, followed teams in the categories um, and that 's just one of many different examples that came out of that work but um it was it was quite interesting
1: hey we've've we 've we've obviously seen um, a couple of other manufacturers uh come and uh, quite quickly go again in the game and be supercars and I know I mean you, I, I'm pretty sure you've done a lot of research and done a lot of talking to manufacturers over the years about about the sport about the class in Australia um, Can you tell us how many other manufacturers you you, you have actually approached and, and spoken to um, over the last 10 years um, looking looking to to make a break away from from the norm and um, did any come very close?
7: Yeah, I mean, um, it wasn't really over the last 10 years. It was mainly over the last sort of three or four. Um, okay. Since Michael and Zach uh, came on, we, we were committed that we we're either going to become a factory team again with GM or we we're going to move um, because, as you know, Greg, um, I don't think there's been a, a team that hasn't had factory support in the last 12 years in supercars that's won a championship. So it is it is important. It's a it's a critical part if we want to go and achieve the uh, the, the, the ambitions that we have as a race team on track. Um, and uh, I can't tell you who we spoke to from the manufacturer.
2: Oh, he's gone. We just double checked that, Sanjay. Oh, he's just gone away. Right, I'm still here. Yeah, can you oh, hear? Oh, sorry, Are we, we no, just no, we no. just lost you from our buddy.
7: That's all right. Um, but I can say that you know we did, we did have conversations with uh, with at least six different manufacturers, um, and uh, three of them were serious. Two of them became serious, and then one of them we ended up uh, choosing as a uh, as the manufacturer we wanted to go to go, to go with
2: then why did they pull the pin, the one that you wanted to go with? Oh, was, it for, was that the Ford one in the end?
7: Ford one was the one that we wanted oh, to go okay, with. Oh, okay, okay. We had another offer on the table, but it, wasn't, it, wasn't, um, it didn't feel like the right one. Um, we were very close to uh, another deal uh, a couple of years ago, which uh, fell over at the last hurdle as well, because that was COVID-related. Um, yeah. uh, to be honest, the, the interest from manufacturers in supercars is there. Um, but in, in, in times where the product offering from manufacturers is going uh, electric, uh, from a marketing perspective, it, it's, it becomes a more difficult sell. They understand the value. They love the sport. They understand that you know, the, the value is a, is a, is a mechanism to, uh, to speak to fans and to engage motorsport enthusiasts. Um, it becomes more often than not a difficult discussion to have with their global headquarters. Normally regional, from our experience, has been positive and wanted to do these programs. When it goes uh, to their global offices, um, you know, yeah. aligns specifically with their global brand, uh, uh, their global brand uh, plans for their for their product, which is again electric, um, and it becomes a much harder
2: sell. So, so, so this is a really intriguing uh, uh, discussion because that thought process from the head office does that give you concern for the future of supercars?
7: Um, it, it doesn't, because I don't think supercars should be a manufacturer-dependent uh, category. Um, and I don't really think it is. If you actually look at the supercars category, you've got two manufacturers in um, next year, which is which is Chevrolet and... Uh, but, um, you know, teams that are, that, are, that are strong support. Um, most of the teams in supercars are, are, are private teams that, um, you know, get, very less, get either none or very little uh, genuine support from the manufacturer. Um, and I think uh, Gen 3 should also uh, assist in that becoming, uh, assist in the sport becoming less reliant on manufacturers. It should become easier for a manufacturer to come into the category. But there's still work to do, I think, as a category in order to be able to uh, ensure that it becomes a much uh, simpler platform for the teams to bring in brands that are supported or not supported by the, by the manufacturer um, or to actually you know, get full factory back, back teams in the, uh, in, in the category as well.
1: Yeah, it's a tricky, tricky space. And, um, you know, I I mean, I think uh, what we've got in supercars is uh, moving forward is going to be very exciting, but um, wait and see, if, I suppose, if anyone else gets involved. Hey, um, mm-hmm. can we just uh, quickly touch on um, the last couple of rounds? I mean, uh, heading into uh, Perth um, the other week, uh, there was only two winners in, in supercars, and it was uh, mm-hmm. Shane May and Chaz Mostert and then um, looking so strong at the Grand Prix, Chaz and Nick, uh, very good speed. and then I was shocked, I'm sure you were more than shocked um, at the what happened on the weekend at, at Barba I mean what's been the, 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 the was well, the debrief side of things after, after WA and, and where are you guys heading because that was that was some hell of a shock to I think everybody
4: yeah i mean uh,
7: we definitely weren't expecting it no one was and, and no one uh no one in the team would, would ever even try and pretend that it was remotely acceptable right so we we've, we've got pretty lofty ambitions as a team and we've been uh we've been we've been doing pretty well um for the last sort of uh 12 18 months and, and improving and improving and as you say um going into perth we're the only team other than shane to have won uh to have won races this year um and uh you know, then that came out and, uh, and, and stopped us about a little bit. So it was a bit of a shock. Um, we know what went wrong, um, and hopefully we fixed it. Um, it was, uh, it, you know, something we understand that, uh, that uh, didn't go our way. Um, and obviously the test day at Winton um, has helped us to validate that as well. Um, so, yeah, it was a shock. Uh, we all wish it hadn't been like that. But, um, yeah, hopefully there's some benefits, actually, that we found off the back of it. And, um, yeah, I don't anticipate we'll see another... Uh, double back row uh, qualification against the team and there's something absolutely horrendous happens it's you know we've got great drivers we've got a great engineering team we've got good cars uh, we've got cars that can win races and get podiums as we've proven uh, strongly over the last uh, 12, oh, 12 18 months in particular um you know and one bad weekend doesn't uh doesn't you know doesn't create a trend right you know in the same way that just winning a bunch of races or a couple of races um doesn't mean necessarily mean you're going to win a championship. so uh, you know, we learn from it. We put it behind us. We're a strong team. Um, we all support each other, and we press on and, and eyes forward to the next event.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, one one uh, weekend like that certainly doesn't define anybody. Um, but, and I know you're not going to tell me in detail in any way, shape, form what it was. But <laughs> but were you were you stuck uh, with what you had? Was it was it something that that had been done for the weekend, uh, parts wise, or something that that forced you to have to just deal with it for the weekend? Um, and now you have rectified that since you left there and you've, you've been to the test um, or was yeah, it just, yeah. a, a, was it some confusion?
7: Yeah. um am I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go in, in, into any
2: detail on that, but I mean, I'm, I'm, you're not a million miles off.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Great answer. <laughs> hey, Ryan, how how genuinely excited are you about Gen three now that you know you've got a brand, you can start building the car, you've got factory support. I mean, it does it doesn't give you a lift now for the rest of the season, knowing what's ahead?
7: Um it, it does for the rest of the season. It's more going uh, to ensure that we Believe we on high. Um it made a several decades. Um, and uh, what we really want is to finish the season and finish our time with them uh, the best way possible, ideally on the top step, step of Bathurst. And, um, you know, I think it would be quite a special race, the final race of the season at the Adelaide 500 in, you know, Holden's Mecca of Australia, um, you know, the centre of, of Holden manufacturing for so long in this country. Um, and, and the last time we'll ever hear, we ever see a Holden car, racing around a racetrack race again you know, it's literally going to be the final hall of the line. so um, I think uh, you know our focus is, is very much on wanting to uh, to try and to try and win those events and um, you know be remembered as, as the last team to have ever won with a holding car uh, both in the season and, and also at Bathurst.
2: Nice goal mate thanks as always for giving us your time and, and it's been I'm sure been a bit a fun not so challenging because you knew what to expect but uh, go well in the next round. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Thanks Thank no. You very much, guys. Appreciate the time. There, yeah, Ryan yes. Walkinshaw, uh, team principal for WAU Wilkinshaw and Andretta United. Pretty interesting, eh? They did, it was a good question you asked him about. Do you, have you done some research as to what the reaction might be? And <clears> what staggered me even more was the current support they have. I mean, thirty percent of, of, of women are a huge supporters of WAU. I wanted to jump in and say but you can't forget about those that are going there right but they're obviously on a trajectory two three years ahead
1: you have to be you've got to yeah. you've got to have um, big plans and you've got to have them well thought out and and teams the teams use um, a lot of data when it comes to obviously for sponsors and that kind of thing, they need a lot of data. Supercars, um, you know, absorb and create and, and garner a, a whole lot of research and data for their for the sport as a whole to give to the team so that they can use that to sell sponsorship and, and get support. So, you know, I'm not surprised at all. And and, and they, you've got to do your due diligence, as he said, to, to make sure that you're, you're doing the right things. But you know, he sort of referenced here, the sport has has changed. It has changed a lot. And it's interesting to listen to some of our, you know, uh, callers as well, talking about the drivers and the drivers are the heroes, right? They're the heroes of the sport. And, and, some people couldn't care less what what car they drove. It's about the individual. It's about the team. If they switch, that's they're happy to switch. So, you know, getting all those percentages actually be interesting to know what um, if you asked a thousand supercar fans what's what's most important yeah. out of a driver, the team or the manufacturer. It'd be pretty interesting to get that numbers, and I'm sure Ryan's actually probably got those numbers as well on on what they find being the most important thing. But you know, it, it's still a significant change. Um, one that clearly needed a lot of conversation, uh, a lot of discussion amongst uh, the internal group there and the owners um, to to come up with it. And you know, uh, FPV uh, Full performance um, has uh, has clearly come to the party and said we want you to be part of our of our future. So that's, that's pretty amazing. Am
2: I right in saying that Ryan spoke to us here and said it shouldn't be a manufacturers championship? No, and, no. That, did uh, I misinterpret what he was there? Because I am going because yeah, that's, why question, that's why I asked the question. That's why I asked the question about well, does it concern you that you know glo- global he, headquarters he even, are saying it's all it about doesn't electric? Need to be. Yeah, but yeah, so, it doesn't
1: need to be. It doesn't need to be. And, 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 it, and then he you know prefaced that with um, the fact that most of the teams in the field don't have any kind of manufacturing. I, I
2: understand that, but the question still remains: Is that are V 8s V eight supercars? Is this formula a dying class?
1: No, I don't think it's a dying class. I think it might be. Uh, um, uh, I think maybe what he was also saying is that there might be a time where there is no manufacturer support, as in financially putting in and using supercars as a tool to sell their product, right? Yep. Yep. And I don't think, I think it can survive personally. I can, it can survive without that. All they need is IP. They need intellectual property, right? To be yep. able to have a car that does represent something. It doesn't necessarily mean that that manufacturer has to tip in money, but just allow them to use their IP to go racing but, and produce something and showcase something that looks good and sounds good, and that um, the fans can, you know, um, potentially uh, buy comfortable with.
2: or potentially or, buy. Oh, it's, it's all about no, selling no, cars, right? No, Let's be blunt. Only
1: if the ma- No, but only if the manufacturer is putting money in, Stephen. If the manufacturer isn't putting money in, it's not about selling cars at all. It's about it's about showcasing. Racing and mm. competition and enjoy and enjoyment for the fans, and and in many cases, you look what's out there today. You've got a Mustang, right? Yeah. Which is not the best looking Mustang because it's been looks better in Gen. It looks
2: looks good in Gen three spec.
1: That's because the, the the panels are OEM dimension. Where at the moment the current Mustang has been modified. Yeah, that's weird. Um, to to fit the body, right? But then you've got a car that is the ZB Commodore that isn't sold anymore. So that's not selling cars.
2: Yeah, but that was that that's was yeah, cars. but that was that was by consequence, not by design.
1: Yeah, but it's right. work; it's still working. The fans are still so fans still love the sport. I, I, the fans I, are still supporting it. I, I think I just it. and and Holden fans have come out and proved that they don't they ke- they're not phased by the fact that that car does not you can't buy it and it doesn't matter and Holden doesn't exist anymore. I
2: just wonder whether there's going to be a balancing act down the path for supercars as to what 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 they are powering their vehicles by. I mean, you and I both agree. I think we don't. No, I I'm with you on this one. We this is what we agree on, the, and we're not trying to play the old white guy argument about we love V8s. It's about we're being shoved. Uh, manufacturers globally are shoving electric down everybody's throats when it's not actually viable from a a uh, infrastructure point of view globally. And then there's hydrogen and things like that. I mean. Where do you go? Where do they go? Is the question, or do they just stand back and say, "No, we're going to keep sniffing V eight fumes to the day we die"? You know, what I'm, you understand where I'm coming well, from, right?
1: Can. So, 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 one of the things that I look at it is if, if we in ten years' time, you know, um, the manufacturers have reduced the capacities and the size of the internal combustion engines that they do have in their cars. They've got smaller engines, turbochargers, uh, hybrid, electric, maybe there's hydrogen, all that kind of stuff, and it's evolving and changing. Why wouldn't then that make um, supercars, V8 supercars, even more powerful as far as a tool and a sport that people want to watch and, and and be a part of because it is where you get your fix. That's where you get your big V8 Big, large, muscle car fix, right? And own it. Just absolutely own that for as long as you possibly can. It doesn't mean it it, it. it will probably be even more popular, being that you might not be able to buy anything even come that comes close to it in the future. But that gives that a space that that no one can touch. I don't. I don't see NASCAR talking about any change. Or maybe they are. If they have. I haven't missed it. But again, they have a they have a space there which they can continue to own for a very very long time. Um, and be different, go against the grain of, of what we're being shoved down our throats around yeah. where we've got to yeah.
2: go. Completely. Rage against the machine. Chawfi like joins that. us. Chawfi is here, mate. 800 15 Hey, yeah. How are you, hey, bud? Mate.
0: How are you going, guys?
2: Yeah, good, thanks. So what did yeah, you make look, of... Hey,
0: look, Murph, look, uh, 100% behind what you're saying. Um, yeah, the, 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 the biggest problem I think uh, supercars have had is it's been, a one, it's been a like a Ford and a Holden thing for years, and everybody has been on board with it, and everybody's loved it. And that's the way Bathurst and, and all of that stuff has always gone. It's either you're a Ford fan or you're a Holden fan. And, and, okay, if you can remember back in the days when they had the BMWs there and,
8: the and all the other
0: stuff, the jaguars you know there was there was all that but that sort of turned around a circle and it came back to the ford and to the holden and i'm sorry you were either a ford fan or a holden fan there was no other option it was great what are and you it went for years
2: what are you chuff
0: i'm
2: a, am a ford fan
0: always have been always will be can't can't, can't change me
2: do you hate did, but, you, did you hate Holden fans? Did you hate them? I had it. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I didn't hate. Oh no, I didn't hate Holden fans. Yeah. But yeah. I did have a few word, disputes dude. with them, and a, and a few. Yeah, was, yeah, no, that's. But hey, that's that's what it was, and that was what supercars was, and it was great.
1: So, so Chaw, I don't what's, know. What's your What's your thoughts now? Then that the uh, the the once upon a time. Factory Holden Racing Team, which it hasn't been now for a little while, yep. um, you know, but uh, a Wollenschoff-owned um, yeah, team is, yeah, is now I, yeah, is now going to run Mustang. Yeah. What
0: do you think? Yeah, no. Look, I, I look, honestly, I, I I believe what you're saying, Murph. I understand that. It's, but the fact is, the car's not made anymore. The yeah. the other problem I have the other other problem I have so okay so it's a Holden so it's GM yep okay it's a GM product so it's a Chev product under the umbrella
5: yep yeah but
0: there. so why did they go for the Camaro when they stopped making them?
2: This is a very good question, Chorf. It's a very good question because yeah. I am um, I'm told I'm reading that they are going to not- uh, stop the the stop the um the Kamara move, right. and and we're, and yeah, we yeah. and of course they're running a whole yeah. move. Oh it's it's good though I isn't know. it? It's good trophy. It's good to well, it's well, good to ask it, these it, questions. You
1: know, what, what will be interesting is is what will happen in NASCAR. Whatever they do and how that all works. So yes. Chevy, it doesn't want to not be involved in in um you know in NASCAR down the line, so yeah, there's there's a lot to play out, but things change. We've got to accept that things do change, and and we we do have to adapt and and move on. and And passion is great and everything, but but it it doesn't always. Um, you know, fill the void, fill the gaps for for <laughs> everything. It doesn't doesn't allow us to net, uh, just exist on passion, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, but sometimes change is good. We just we change as fans good. just have to evolve.
1: Change is good. Eight twenty
2: five Repco Race Control. I will give you another chance to call us before. Nine o'clock, and then we'll ring our winner for the uh, pretty cool prize pack, which is the Repco next, Bottle Drop game. Next, can, can you stop interrupting me? I'm getting there. What? Yes, coming what? next, uh, Murph. Who's coming next on Repco Race Control, please? Well, um,
1: uh, Brendan Hartley, actually, there, Stephen.
2: So he was at he was uh, at the uh, the six hours of Spa, spa. did he? And he's back
1: Belgium, at, and he's back home now. Is that right? Got home on Tuesday, so he's a little bit jet lagged. So we're actually keeping him up. Okay, all right. Days.
2: We'll get, okay, you stop talking, I'll stop talking. We'll get to a break and come back with Brendan Hartley live on Repco Race Control. <laughs> This is Repco Race Control at eight thirty one. A little bit of Kiwi music from a band called the Flaxies called Erica. Check it out on Spotify. I like it. Yeah, they're a young, they're a young uh, uh, ex school band, the Flaxies. Yeah, they've just dropped a new song called Lot Sixty One, and they are hardworking young men. And and it's a good sound. Some of this sounds Murph, mm. might take you back to uh, the days of the eighties. You know, the Mockers, the exponents, and that sort of that yeah. sort of feel. But it's a Kiwi band. It's got a really cool feel Flaxies. to it. The flexies, F L A X X I E S. Look I've it up. I found it, mate.
1: I'm on Spotify. Well, just there, found
2: it. Well, have a listen. Have a listen to their new one, man, because it's it's pretty cool. Uh, lot sixty one. It. It's called. All righty, uh, we're on fire. That's what we are because we've got Brendan Hartley on fresh back from the six hours of spa. But Brendan, thanks for joining us. And I know you you've got a little bit of the old lag, so we won't keep you too long. But uh, what was the go at spa, man? Uh,
9: yeah, g'day. N- nice to nice to hear from you. And yes, yeah, a bit of jet lag. I'm. Um, I'll be straight to bed after we hang up this call, but um, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've, been, I've been hanging out for the call. When, when, uh, when Greg messaged me earlier, I, I regretted it about an hour ago. But, <laughs> but that's right. I'm here, I'm here now. We're chatting. We're, we're chatting. I'm just trying to make him feel guilty. It's good. Um, you do that. So yeah. I, I, I've actually been in, in New Zealand for um, around four weeks, but I popped back for 10 days for the six hours of spa. And I didn't do a lap in the race. So it was, it was a long way to go for that. But, yeah, we we, we were leading. We had a little issue with the – well, a big issue with the, the hybrid system. So we retired the car after an hour and a half. Um, um, our sister car yeah. won the race. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: That's, that is a, that's but, a long way to go. <laughs> a long way to go for for that. Long, I mean, yeah. you, And you don't just pop over to Belgium and pop back to New Zealand either. So it's a fair bit of a distance. I did. Um, I did, uh, yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't do it all the time. Hey, I wouldn't recommend just pop, popping over for, for ten days. Yeah. No, no. I think if I want to go to Belgium and go to uh, go to Spa, I think I want to be there for a little bit longer. But mm-hmm. hey, mate. So just just tell us about um, how things have been progressing so far with with the Toyota and the hypercar class, and and um, you know how things are sort of looking for the future of that as well. Obviously, we're we're all hanging with bated breath waiting for more announcements and things around um, what's going to join you guys in in the class in the future
9: yeah there's a lot of
1: a lot of excitement for the future
9: so right now i'd still say the the top class which i'm in which is the, the hypercar class is, is still a bit light on on competition so we're racing against uh, alpine which are using they're using an old lmp1 car and another manufacturer called uh, glickenhaus but the good news is the likes of Porsche are coming back. Uh, Peugeot. Um, we're, we're also merging regulations with with the American Championship, so there's there's like you know, manufacturers from GM like Cadillac. Um, I think Acura. I mean, there's going to be massive grids in a couple of years' times back at Le Mans, which is what everyone wants to see. Um, I believe later in the year, Peugeot should be joining the last couple of rounds. They won't be there for Le Mans. I think their initial plan was to be for the Mans this year, but they're a little bit delayed, but they're, they're busy testing. Oh, sorry, I didn't mention Ferrari. Ferrari coming back. I think that's 23. Wow. So in a couple of years' time, we're, we're talking about a lot of different manufacturers and a lot of cars on the grid for the Mans, which 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 is good news. And I've even heard rumors. We're talking rumors here, so I probably shouldn't even say that. But <laughs> we're talking, I've heard rumors that even Porsche might have their car on the grid um, before the end of the year as well, which which would be awesome. But they are already testing their their car, which will um, which will go up against us. Uh, so I'm I'm in the Toyota GR010, which is slightly different regulations from a couple of years ago. But that that's what's brought all the manufacturers back. It's a it's a more cost-effective way of going racing than what we were a few years ago.
2: Just just listening to you talk, you sound like you you found your place.
9: Um, oh, you you mean enthusiasm for for, for endurance yeah, racing? Yeah, look, like, you just that, you that sound was, like you found the I formula. You know, yeah. you
2: felt like you you really, really happy and comfortable in your racing environment.
9: Yeah, I've always well, and I'm going to say I've always loved endurance racing. I I loved endurance racing from the moment I I found it. So it wasn't something I grew up dreaming of. I was always growing up telling everyone I was going to be an F1 driver, which which looking back was probably a ridiculous ridiculous thing to. To prophesize, but it, it did come true for for a short period yeah. of time. But no, when when I did my first Le Mans back in 2012, I, I knew very little about it, and I yeah fell in love with it, and have enjoyed endurance racing ever ever since. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'd say found my calling, but I, yeah, I've, I've had a I've had a great deal of success, and I enjoy the team element of it. You know, motorsport in general can be quite a quite a selfish sport, um, but having that team element and you know, having teammates in your car, but also the the team element in terms of a big team of people to get you to the end of a 24-hour race. So I, I like, yeah, I like I like all the challenges that come along with that.
1: Hey, now, and and I mean, Toyota um, have been committed to to this for a little while now, and and I, I have not seen, and I, I'm I'm assuming you know their commitment to this formula. Um, it is for how much longer have they actually got a commitment in place to, to be involved in it?
9: Um, I I don't know exact um, I don't know exact commitments, um, so I mean I couldn't really comment on that. But I mean, yeah, they've they've been a big driving force, you know, behind the regulations, and they've they've you know they've stuck through the hard times, and yeah, they're, they're really committed yeah. to endurance yeah. racing. Um, so yeah, it's I think that's been a real positive for the championship that they've they've hung in through yeah those so-called you know tough times when when a lot of the manufacturers left when the budgets got too high and there was obviously the diesel gate which was a big big factor as well when when audi left yeah. um and porsche followed which which i was a part of at the time so no i, I think that i think they're very committed and and you know that they've always um you know proven their their road technology on the racetrack so you know we've been using the hybrids for the for the last years and and i know in, in, in japan now they're they're pushing heavily for the hydrogen and, and there's even, you know, yeah. there's, there's long-term chats of, of hydrogen going into endurance racing
1: as well. So, yeah, I, I think they do definitely look, look at the, the, the future of it, yeah. Yeah, that's good news. Hey, um, and you've mentioned Porsche a couple of times and Audi. I mean, isn't it funny um, how swings and roundabouts and, and how everything does, does full circles with the talk, you know, with Porsche coming back and also now the announcements around Porsche and Audi um, going to Formula One. I mean, it, it, nothing stays the same for very long, does it?
9: No, no, you you, you are right, and um, it wasn't long ago Porsche pulled out of the WEC, and, and and I don't know how many years it's been, but not many, and and uh, they're coming back, as you say. I yeah, think things things do move quickly, and. Um, yeah, I don't really know what else to, to add on that. But yeah, you're right. Things do swing, swing around in circles pretty quickly. Cool,
2: well, it? it's, it's just good to hear sort of classic names coming, throwing themselves back into the top tier of sports. Look, um,
9: Ferrari as well. Yeah, that's, that's a big yeah, name. The
2: yeah. Yeah, anytime it, you yeah. say Ferrari, it feels good, right? Hey, uh, Brendan, our producer, Sanjay, you met him a long time ago. And I just, he wants to just... He's a little buzz that we talked and he told me the story. So he's going to ask you if you remember Go on, this. Go, Sanjay. All
8: right, well, I'm sorry that I am putting you on the spot here, Brennan, because it was a very, very long time ago, and I think you just finished uh, okay. TRS. Do I need um, to lie if I, if I don't
9: remember? Yeah, that? you can. It yeah, <laughs> won't be upset. make you feel better.
8: Um, okay. <laughs> it was a huge moment for me. Um, so it was at the Palmerston North Museum. Is this ringing any bells so far? The
9: Palmerston North Museum? Yeah. Like the, the Science
8: Museum? Yeah, that's the one, the Science Museum. Yep. Uh, I believe okay, it was a motorsport day going on and yeah. there was a little the competition. Simulator there, was there? Yes, the simulator, yes. And I, and there was a Don't tell me you beat me, that must be that No, must no, be no I lie. didn't beat you, <laughs> but <laughs> No, not quite, but I was probably one of the only um brown faces in the crowd there <laughs> in Palmy, but I won the fastest tire change and you gave me a little diecast Shelby AC Cobra. And um, oh, that absolutely excellent. made my day. And actually, hearing you talk before when you said you always sort of prophesied about going to F1, my granddad, who stood with me when I got the award, he said, shake this boy's hand. He's going to make F1 one day. So,
9: Oh, oh I, I actually got a few goosebumps in it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Seriously. But he no, didn't actually say I he remembered don't remember it. It. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember giving his little AC Cobra guy card. But funnily enough, I, I actually drove an, uh, an original AC Cobra a
1: couple of years ago at Goodwin, and it was
9: it was a bloody horrible thing, but I had, I had fun in it. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: so, uh, Lamont, just around the corner, mate, um, what's, uh, what's the process from here? I think you're here for, uh, nearly another couple of weeks before you head off again. And I'm assuming, uh, there's, uh, a fairly big buildup, um, as there always is for Lamont. You must be bloody excited about it. Yeah.
9: I wouldn't normally get home this time of year, but it, it's no. been, it's been two years since I've got home. for so for obvious reasons. And, um, Sarah, my wife, and I had a, had a little daughter uh, late November, so we were quite desperate to come home and let, let, let all the family meet her and, and uh, yeah, come and enjoy our little holiday home that we've got here as well. So, yeah, it was important for us to get back, and we, we managed to sneak a time and um, you know, as soon as kind of the, board, the borders opened. So, yeah, I, I, this is a long way of basically telling you that I'm going back in two weeks and we'll basically have... I think I'll be on the simulator the, the week after I'm back to to prepare for Le Mans, then we have a Le Mans test day. I'm actually arriving back, um, Monaco Grand Prix weekend, that's probably next, that's probably yeah. interesting to talk about. So I actually, li- I actually live on that, on the F1 circuit, so we're already, we're already a little bit stressed about how to get into our apartment because we, we, we arrive on the F1 weekend, which is a bit of a time <laughs> nice to get into our apartment block. So yeah, that's yeah. when we arrive back, and then uh, Le Mans is, I think, two weekends later.
4: I, I think it's
9: all, yeah. right. Well, that's not listening. thing I'm looking for, the thumbs up. Two or three weeks after I arrived back. So, yeah, there's a bit of prep in there, a bit of testing, but we, we, we've had three or four endurance tests this year. So that's an endurance test is uh, going to a racetrack. We drive uh, the car for 36 hours straight. Oh, my. So, mind. yeah, we've had we've had <laughs> oh. plenty of preparation between – I mean, that's not – there's a few drivers sharing that load. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, There's two tests on mechanics, but – I guess the point wow. I'm trying to make is we're all we're all we're all ready for it and we're all prepared, but the other teams will be too.
2: Can't can't wait! And we, you know what? We're just genuinely excited to be talking to you for such a long time, and you sound upbeat. And obviously, being a dad agrees with you.
9: Yeah, I'm loving it actually. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying being a dad. And um, you're growing up. Yeah. You're so growing up. <laughs> yeah, it makes me feel a bit old, but, um, actually, <laughs> no, yeah, it's, it's, it's
2: Well, it's good to hear. You. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear that you are in such a good space and go well at Le Mans, man. Great to catch sure, you, mate. I really bro. appreciate it. Yeah.
9: Want to have some sure, sleep. Thanks, bro. Yeah.
2: No, no. Yeah. <laughs> this is hey, – Mate, how cool does he sound, Murph? How in – just in the zone does he sound right now? It's so cool.
1: Uh, he's, he's always sounded pretty cool as a cucumber. Yeah, though, but I, I just no, – no, no.
2: but he just tonight, I don't know what it was. He just sounded like, man, <laughs> this is where I'm at. I'm home. I got my it's baby. acceptance, my wife. right?
1: I think it's acceptance. That's it, it, all those parts of it. Um, you know, he's, he's very settled. Uh, yeah, he's got a family – um, he's got an amazing uh, uh, drive with uh, an incredible manufacturer. Yeah, he's yeah. very committed. Um, he knows where he's going. I, I don't think he's he's not searching anymore. He's not looking for something else. I, that's maybe the vibe you, that you. Get. That is a, just,
2: mate. You you put yeah. it in words that I struggle to sometimes. Nice job, my friend. Eight forty two. We might ring our winner next. Eight forty seven on a Thursday evening around New Zealand and also on the SEN app in Australia, wherever you are. Welcome into the final part of Repco Race Control. On the line is Pud from Auckland. G'day Pud, how are yeah. you? Good. Yeah, I'm good.
4: I'm good, Stephen. Good.
2: So um we have this Repco bottle drop game. We're just wondering if you'd like it for your own little man cave, if you have your own man cave.
4: Oh, I don't really have a man cave as such, but, But. yeah, I'd love it. It'd be fantastic.
2: Well, my friend, it's all yours because you you simply rang us up because you like Repco Race Control, and you talked about uh, being a Ford or a Holden man. So did you have a listen to the Ryan Walkenshaw, by the way?
4: Yeah, I did, yep. Yeah, I did. I've had dinner with Ryan a couple of times, actually, while I've been out with the
2: Oh, yeah. okay. You are you are connected, but did you sort of understand the reasoning behind what they the decision they made to go to Ford next year?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, it's easy. It's business, you know. You can't you can't keep everyone happy in business, but you know, it's, it's just all business.
2: And now, do you drive a Ford or a Holden, or did you?
4: Uh oh, gee, I don't. Uh, actually, I drive an electric car.
2: Excuse me. You what? You drive what? I I I, I, mis- I misheard that. But what do you what do you drive?
4: <laughs>
2: you drive an electric car. Yeah,
4: yeah, I do. What yeah, is I it? I used to drive a. Uh, it's a little Nissan van.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll goes
4: s- really fast, but you know, like I mean, you don't you got, don't, judge, Stephen, okay? <laughs> just don't
2: judge, All right, Pud, Congratulations, you're a winner here on Repco Race Control. Cool. And Lovely. hey, just make just make sure you've plugged in, in okay? Because otherwise, you're not going to work. <laughs>
4: Yeah, oh. I'm going to do that when I get home, but I'll do that. <laughs> All yeah, right, mate. Thanks,
2: thanks for listening. This is Repco Race Control. Thanks, Murph bro. and I are going to wrap up. The, we've got, still got some bits to talk about, also about Indy, Indy GP coming up this weekend, and, and yeah. also some MotoGP stuff as well. So stick with us. Stay here.
4: What is love?
2: Eight fifty three, almost done on Ripco Race Control. You love that. I saw you get down and do wow. your thing.
1: Oh my god, so Simon! Hang
2: on, what's what's? Uh, that's not nothing to be embarrassed about. That you got some moves, man. People can't see your moves, but I tell you what, you got some moves. That's all that matters. You you love it, man, and you're looking good, folks. He's he he's got some moves. Hey, just let's just uh, update some things that's going on. Formula E in Berlin this weekend, so that's pretty good. Cool. Yeah, okay. they're in yeah. Berlin. In Berlin, in uh, Berlin. By the way, Vancouver's not running around ten on July the second. They've replaced it with a an e pre that's been there before. Marrakesh. Oh, Madagascar. Madagascar is Madagascar So that's there. That. They've been there four times before. A uh, couple of things to talk about. Ganassi running five cars at the Indy yep. 500. Uh, they're adding yep. Tony Kanaan along with Dixon, Palau, Johnson, and Ericsson. I wonder if there's yep. a pecking order.
1: No. It's interesting. Think, they say um, they've got enough that staff. Gives them, that, gives them, that gives them a massive opportunity to, uh, to, look, to for, work, look after Palau yeah, Dixon. It, eh?
2: To look after Palau Dixon, play the team game, right?
1: No, well, Come I, I, I don't on. know. I don't know. I don't think it. I don't think it works like that. There, there, it's too hard to try and dictate. But I think I don't even think there'll be a pecking order. If Ericsson's leading with two laps to go and he's got Dixon and Palau no, behind yeah. him, it's not going to be. It's not going to be like, uh, okay, mate, pull over. It's not going to be like that. pull I, I think over. It them, <laughs> I think it gives them a good opportunity to be able to work together to actually utilize that strength as a as a group as a team in a in a race that determines and dictates so much by being able to draft. And, and and work as a pack So okay. um, I don't think it's going to hurt them Okay, 90
2: time. seconds, Indy GP coming up this weekend Or on Monday, this coming Monday At the yeah, road It's, call, called, the, the, it's the
1: GMR It's called the GMR, GMR G- yeah, yeah, Great yeah. Murphy Racing Grand Prix
2: Wow Long bow on that one But I'll take it no. what, do you, what do you think about this one? I mean, I, I don't like the course, to be fair Don't I, you? Why not? I just don't know, it just it seems odd just seems odd yeah. when you take in the part of the oval and then yeah. you, you whip no, around the... I like it. But what I can remember is it's a really challenging GP.
1: It, it will be. They, they all are. But it, it's um, it's just that precursor. It gets everyone set up and gets the excitement going for Indy. Um, you just watch out for our, our man. You okay. Watch out, our man. You know so, what I'm watching out men. for? Our two men.
2: Okay, you know what I'm watching out for this weekend? The fact that I can go up to you GP? and smile and look at your new beast. Yeah. Uh, Hampton Down. So, folks, keep your eye out on, you for Sky Speed coming soon. Greg will reveal Captive, the Yellow Beast. Just quickly, how many horses? We've got 20 seconds. How many horses has it got?
1: It's how, just a is it a Hellcat standard, or a Coyote? Bulk, it's a bog standard Hellcat.
2: Okay. That's Bulg, us done for Repco bulb, Race Control. Out See out you next train. week, Murph. Bye.
1: Copy, Bob.
4: Copy and out.